in my view, there's no scenario where the ANC will sit at 50% or more. Because what matters, uh, Sizwe, for leadership is what happens when you are gone. The ANC, since the mid-90s, has been at war with itself. Pioneering work gets ridiculed because you are pushing the envelope. Spread the fire. Spread the fire. Spread the fire. Spread the fire. Welcome back to SMWX. And today I'm really excited to be joined by Dr. Ongama Mdinka, who is joining us for the second time on this channel, has been a longtime supporter of the channel. And uh, we had a big first episode, uh, Dr. Mdinka. So welcome back by popular demand. Thank you, Dr. Mpofu Walsh. It's quite good to be back in this platform. It's become really a platform to be on. Uh, congratulations to you and your team for that. Thank um, you. Looking at the ratings and everything, mm. in, in the, sorry, the viewership and mm. all of that, mm -hmm. and the conversation that it generates. So, yeah. yeah, really keep it up. Appreciate that. We're going to have an interesting conversation today about what's happening electorally 2024, looking forward to that year, and then the government that could be formed and then get deeper into questions of leadership and what it means. So... I can't wait for this full conversation and especially the end where you meditate on, you know, questions of leadership. But let's start at the, you know, the, the shiny question of the, the 2024 election. What's your current thinking? Uh, you came on the show in the first episode uh, that we did together and you said you're pretty sure ANC is going below 50. Um, I don't know if you saw uh, or, or you mentioned that you saw the, the episode with Lukon Amguni, another one of our great analysts, who said if the election was held today, which was in November 2023, he thinks the ANC would hang on to 50. Uh, what's your current reading ahead of the 2024 election as we sit right now towards the end of 2023, beginning of 2024? Um, in much of my thinking about 2024, I haven't had a scenario where the ANC sits at about 50%. Mm. The reason being, the I think the party politically has, has suffered a lot. The biggest driver of loss of support for the ANC has been, for now over nearly 20 years, a cannibalization of the brand by its own splinter parties that have come from it. Mm. I, I listened to Lukona describe in really amazing terms the footprint of the ANC in terms yeah. of boots on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the assumption that uh, you know we should not make is the idea that that's a coherent vote, uh, a, a force mm. that can mobilize for the ANC. Sure. Um, it's not a coherent force a lot of the people um, alert by other alternatives to the left of the NC, you mm. find the economic freedom fighters. To the right of the NC, you've got the new kids on the block. Mm. And I think that the one thing that campaign craft cannot do is to be so convincing that people's lived experiences do not mm. become a factor when people are on the ballot box and are voting. Mm. If you drive to um, these small towns and some of the medium-sized towns like Goman, uh, you drive and there are no street signs. 
like you don't know, mm. am I in a four-way stop? I mean, mm. am I in a priority crossroads? <laughs> or whatever the case may be. And 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 also the quality of water. I mean, the ANC did a great uh, role of massifying access to, mm. muni to, to municipal services mm. Mm. to such an extent that by the late 2000s, access to connect service connections sure. had become great, both in terms of old residential areas and new residential areas. Mm. Unfortunately, where liberation dividends, but uh, where liberation dividends and the evidence of that deliver carried the ANC, it has become now about the collapse of the party of the party brand mm. plus the lived experiences of people with those very same services mm. they were connected to the decline in the quality of water among other things mm. that are going to be difficult to resolve by campaign craft so in my view there's no scenario where the ANC will sit at 50 percent or more um and 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 i have said also though mm. that there's no scenario where there will be significantly in the lower 40s sure. or early or late 30s mm. as some of the polls suggested mm. i've when so there was uh, something uh, in in the past few days mm. uh, where there were concerns or questions whether zuma snubbing of anc mm. uh, efforts in kzn hinted to him uh, likely going mm. to campaign with another party yeah. with for another party mm. and that made me say how certain am i about this below how 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 low down mm. below 40 sort of below 50 sure. the anc will go because you see a dynamic like that azuma yeah. campaigning for yeah. another party i mean that's a that's a mm. that, that that's significant what do you think would would is significant about that and uh why do you think that could could change things um more than what we've already seen because we've also seen people like Mavuso Msimang it's interesting because they're almost on opposite wing yeah, yeah, of the ANC yes. and and what's interesting is you you have people from both wings of the party uh withdrawing their support in some ways or not being as vocal about their support so it means that the the veterans on the one side uh, who, who have been critical of the Zuma years, let's say, and veterans from within the Zuma years are both at the same time withdrawing their support from the party. So so, so maybe let me start with the pro-Zuma mm, mm. approach. We as the middle class or the people who've been able to make ends meet in a democratic South Africa, mm would hardly i see there's a lot of them this is so an overly simplistic approach sure sure but in general um i have seen a lot of people who take exception to the zuma era including myself sure on the basis of how it threatened to collapse how things are done mm. Uh, including decency from a for so for example if you're going to get something get it from qualifications mm. and those of us who've been able to get qualifications are comfortable with that sure if you look at the narrative that is said zuma created more millionaires than other people mm. okay that I, I i i i i i often get tempted to believe how true it is mm. and i'll tell you how mm. 
and I think that the the part of it may have been what President Zuma was consciously driving, mm. or what he represented, what he embodied. But there was a thing of, uh, yes, we've been driven by those who qualify mm. for things, even with black economic empowerment and affirmative action, action you could get a job as long as you had the qualifications. But there was a time in the period that Zuma was president where it was like to hell with that. Mm. We're going to put people in, yeah. right? Some of them did have qualifications, some did not. Sure. That culture did actually create space for a lot of people who, for whom the system didn't work before. Sure. Or people who were compromised or were not seen as the ideal types yeah. from a leadership point of view. Mm. I mean, look at, for example, the resolution in Punukwane of the anti-two centers of power mm. thinking. Mm. Part of what influenced that was a view by some within the ANC that to allow an idea that the chairperson of the party in a province may not be the ideal candidate to be the leader as premier was influenced by qualification type thinking. Mm -hmm. And so the, 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 the attack on that was meant to say, if you are the president or the chair, the provincial chair, automatically you become the provincial leader and that actually takes away the importance of qualifications in the politics of the ANC that's coming back mm -hmm. and the criteria is being prescribed mm -hmm. again in, a, in new ways mm -hmm. where now the, the criteria is put as part of qualifying for office of the party but for the longest period since Pulukwane the qualifying criteria mm. did not affect the party and in fact I argue even the states. Now the point I'm making is mm. that the that environment created space for people who felt that they didn't they would otherwise not qualify. And I mean look at it the ructions that were there yeah. in the period of the selection of mayoral candidates mm. among other things. So 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 it's it's the the support base then in my view mm. of president zuma yeah has got an army of people who who, who benefit from an a, a redetermination of what is the qualifying criteria to sure. assume office whether at a party or state yeah. level yeah. Uh, so 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 in and there's a mass base as well in mm. that and and I, I wanted to also say that because I think your your point about the the cadership around Zuma and that grouping within the ANC is really important. But also I think we can't undermine well, we'll see how it translates electorally, but but there are a lot of people who just like President Zuma, who just support him and see him as as a persecuted figure. We can debate until the cows come home the appropriateness of that or not. Sure. But there's also that element to his support of people who watch and and I think there was a poll about kind of his popularity, popularity in yeah. KZN, yeah, uh, which which some people will never understand. But but there's a certain popular support for Zuma, maybe waning, but it's still there. And yeah, that, that we can't forget. 
how Zuma got KZN on side for the ANC in his period as well. So that, that would have been my next point. Yeah. So I start from the national. Yeah. And indeed, you're quite right. Mm. The ANC is aware of it mm. from either factions. Yeah. That's why you've never had, uh, that's why you've had, I mean, even President Sul Ramaphosa's mm. response to the release of President Zuma mm. was one of, we are grateful uh, as sort of uh, passive observers yeah. of the process because they know how important it is, mm. uh, 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 how, how important he is. Yeah. Uh, and that's why also, there's been attempts to try and get him yeah. to be a part of the election election ma 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 machinery mm. of the ANC in KZN. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. And then what about the the other the other side of the the Mavuso oh, Simangs of this world? Yeah. Because that that dual abandonment, as it were, or two different sides of the party. Because Mavuso Simang was very critical of Zuma, the mm. Zuma era of corruption, of state capture, and again he pens a letter resigning from the ANC. So I think for the first time, and, and I know people have said before, I wonder what your thoughts on this are, that, you know, people have always left the ANC. Malema left the ANC, it was a big thing. Lekota left the ANC at the time, it was a big thing. But when you get two figures of this magnitude, I don't think you can completely ignore it. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on that side of the party and, and Mavuso Simang and that ilk? starting to leave yeah the same reason that political parties parade people joining them mm, uh, with uh, with uh, t-shirts exactly so 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 in marketing they would call it an endorsement mm. strategy mm. when you have big wigs mm. or powerful people mm. you know either give you a vote of confidence or no confidence yeah. Yeah. so the idea that this doesn't matter mm is just not whether looked at from a business scientific perspective yeah. or in pure electoral politics sure. it matters sure now two things about the because remember dr Simang is an individual mm -hmm. but he's also he also represents an idea mm -hmm. an idea of people who've been waiting for Kanlele, mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. uh, that the the President Sildam Aposa president is going to turn things around. Yeah, yeah. Now, I think that from a governance point of view, the president has failed here. What I thought is an exercise I was going to do mm. was going to look at what traction has been generated by all these um, structures that were created. The, the, the What are they called now? It's not commissions, the committees mm. and and and... Mm. And these groups that were that are in the office of the presidents, yeah, absolutely. You know uh, what has been their impact on the performances of the line departments? Yeah, sure. Because what matters, uh, Cizwe, for leadership, is what happens when you are gone, mm. not while you are still in office. Mm. So the idea behind effective leadership is that you would have led departments yeah. to become better, and as they become better, you leave a legacy of sure. performance sure. which would outlast your term. Mm. When you create structures outside of the system, yeah. one, sustaining them is a problem because they are not in the organizational structure of our government. Now, the, their impact on the systemic becomes limited if they operate like an ivory town. Mm -hmm. 
which would then say what little success has been achieved by way of projects yeah. if it fails to culminate into changed behavior in the departments yeah. then it's futile it's an exercise in futility which would then uh, would say that from an administration from a leadership of the administration mm. perspective mm. things have been there mm. that they haven't uh, really worked so as a result of that, uh, you know, Dr. Msimang represents a whole lot of other people sure. who have been disappointed by failure to achieve a critical mass of support, mm. uh, sorry, of success, mm. where it matters most in the administration. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, though, uh, you know, say there hasn't been success at all. Sure. What do you think of the successes? Unfortunately, at the level of government, mm. I mean, they told he's... His inner core making references to investment commitments made at an investment level. Mm. Okay, now I was an investment promotion before. Yeah, between announcement of an investment and it becoming a project yeah. that is job creating mm. is a period. Sometimes per project it can take on average three years. Sure. Uh, there's EIAs that need to be undertaken. Sometimes that can take 10 years. Mm. Okay, mm. that's the world of investment yeah. promotion. So so I'm happy to give at least the indication, the mm. commitments that have been made. Mm. Uh, the auto sector has been retained. That's, that's, that's good. There's been bold commitments that have been made by the auto sector. Yeah. Notwithstanding the around early December concerns about VW. Um, and, 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 but, but where I think that his successes have been have been at the level of the party. Mm. The ANC, since the mid-90s, has been at war with itself. Except that uh, President Mbeki had it under control because he had a dominant faction sure. that supported him. Then President Zuma and Pulugwane, the, 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 the counter-faction... Mm left to form COPE and MASE and didn't remain as an internal mm. voice of contestation to such an extent that when a threat against his rule within the party emerged in that NUMSA EFF, yeah. uh, sorry, not EFF, NUMSA Youth League Nexus, sure, sure. he was able to, uh, to politically deal with it at the Mangawung conference mm. and then leading up to 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 Nazrek one, it had the the, the momentum had been gained mm. by a counter faction. Yeah, sure. Okay, so the RT faction. I, yeah. I guess for him the RT was pro Zuma, mm. uh, leading to the, sure. uh, sure, uh, the, the socio economic uh, transformation. Sure, sure. So that faction had become bold, but it yeah. was a splinter of the RT faction yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, leading to Mangawung. So in that sense, then the war with itself. It starts two years after Mandawong. Mm. Okay. But with President Ramaphosa, the war is declared immediately. Yeah, sure. Five years mm. is, mm. is too short. Mm. And a, he, he, he doesn't have a guardemantage like Zuma did yeah. in uh, Mangawong. Mm. So from Pulugwani, in fact, and then and then Mangawong. He doesn't have a guardemantage. So must contend with a secretariat that's anti mm. the current president. 
he is able to win that battle in two years, right? Such that he goes to Nazarek II uh, and is able to actually consolidate a base. So yeah. politically, he has what Zuma had coming out of Pulugwan. Mm. He, he currently, he mm. has that. Mm. Sadly, this has not been used to achieve yeah. successes at the level of the state. And in, in some ways, um, just, just on that, I think when he came into office on an unprecedented wave of, of goodwill and optimism, he had a choice as to whether he would stabilize the party and then try to use that to stabilize the state or just take some very decisive state Love decisions and, and maybe the party would suffer. And, Love it. And he chose the party, in my view. I heard someone in the ANC <laughs> yesterday say to me, it's funny because the people in the ANC think he chose the state over the party and people in the country think he chose the party over the state. Sizwe, I love it. I wrote a piece mm. saying he needed to do this. Yeah. Saying that all he needed to do is to accept that He's going to have one term. One term. I fully agree. He should have said, I'm a one-term president. I'm going to do bold things. At the I'm level gonna, of yeah, the state. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you're quite right. Mm. When you do that, you choose the state, mm. you trigger the necessary political processes yeah. to remove you. Yeah, sure. But you accept that. That's part of mm. the budgeting. Mm. If you look at throughout history, yeah. all great leaders, that's what they Absolutely. do. And the... The, the people would have come in to save him from the party, actually. If if he did really bold things and the ANC said, we're removing you, the people would have said, no, oh, you're not. Oh, or, or, oh, yeah. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. indeed I, I guess in, 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 in indirect ways, in the sense that maybe popularity and all of those things. But he could have, if he had done that, mm. more people who are pro him in the party mm. might have been galvanized to be anti. Right. Sure, sure. So... But what does a true statesman mm -hmm. positioned as the next Nelson Mandela mm. do mm. when faced with a choice of doing what's good for the country yeah. and then face a, 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 a revolt internally? Yeah. A true statesman, in my view, mm. chooses to do the right thing. Absolutely. And then accepts that even if I have not failed. So, mm. so I'm qualifying what you are adding to yeah, say, yeah. even at the prospect of not be, being supported by the country, mm. he should have been bold to say, single-mindedly, yeah. I'm going to pursue this because it's good for the country. Mm. Yes, by the time the, the, a, 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 a coalition of the wounded from the state yeah. gathered and went into Nazareth too, he would have had so much momentum at the level of government Absolutely. that when you go to that election in 2024, mm. Mm. his gravitas, yeah. not supporting what would have been done and, and betrayal, whatever the case may be, yeah. would help to do what South Africans are going to do anyway next year, yeah. to vote for a new reality. Yeah, absolutely. He would have become indispensable politically and the ANC would have had to choose. Do we get rid of this very popular president or do we do we keep him? And they would have had a very difficult choice. And by, and, and by the way, even if they decided to kick him out of the fact that mm. he, he would have been victimizing a lot more yeah. senior politicians, yeah. 
it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Because in a in a in a political system, I'm a systems theorist. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or let me say, I'm a fan of systems theory. Uh, the, the the whole is greater than the constitutive parts. The ends, the, you would have had a, a faction that is dominant in the ANC that is resisting yeah. uh, building a rule of law order yeah. at the level of the state or a credible, capable state. But that, that cohort would not be so significant yeah. like the ANC of the dominant party days Absolutely. would have been come election and mm. post-election next year. Mm. So the greatest benefit yeah. that should have come is the one that would have come from decisive leadership at the level of the state. Absolutely. Now, by, by the way, I also make an argument that the, the last dance, as it were, mm. of the president could again be to say, let me not come back for a second time at mm. the level of the state. Mm. I'm, uh, I've been emboldened at the level of the party. Yeah. And I can continue until 2027. Hmm. Let me champion and hmm. pioneer hmm. the remaking of not just the ANC, but the politics and the feel of the politics hmm. of South Africa by a radical modernization path. Sure. What that radical modernization path could be is to leverage what the Electoral Committee of the ANC has started to do, prescribing quality of leadership. Mm. And for me, as a matter of necessity, anyone whose name, one way or another, has brought the party into disrepute, Mm. defined more broadly in line with Rule 25 of the ANC Constitution, should not come back for mm. a second term, should not be in the party list, mm. and should not come back for office. And and that starts with the president himself. <laughs> That's the problem. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 and again, a statesman mm. uh, styled after Nelson Mandela yeah. should do this with ease. Mm. There should be a saying that said, guys, I'm going to lead the pack. Yeah. I'm not going in there. Mm. There's no way we're going to have our deputy go in there. Mm. There's no way we're going to have either a Gwede Mandashe, even a Pravin. I mean, there's no mass scandal that uh, 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 Minister Pravin Godan is known for, at mm. least that I yeah. can remember, okay, that's credible. Mm. But we're tired of their politics. Mm. I am tired of their politics. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that they can do something amazing for the country by saying, none of us are going back. Let's offer... A, a, a an ANC of the future. Mm. And that, in my view, by the way, won't save the ANC for 24. Sure. But, it would, for, but yeah. would set the ANC yeah. Yeah. for a comeback mm. in uh, either 29, yeah. 34, or 39. And, 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 and you do that when you're a long-range mm. uh, leader mm. with, for, with foresight. Mm. If you look at the return of um, the what's the Malawi Democratic Congress, I think um, it took them some time, but yeah. they were able to 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 come back into leadership. Okay, absolutely. So sometimes it's a question of how strategically and tactically mm. do you manage a downfall mm. Mm. such that you'd be able to position yourself for resurrection. Yeah, not. You how to avoid the downfall at all costs. Absolutely, I, I 
I say this often to to the people within the ANC that I speak to, that losing power, I I don't know if it's going to happen or not, could be the best thing that, that has ever happened to the ANC. There's a scenario in which losing power firstly shocks the ANC out of its complacency, because I think right now... What I see when I speak to ANC leaders and ministers on this platform and and the SABC platform, there's still that sense of complacency that power gives you, that you just, the only way out of that is losing that power and, and really looking hard in the mirror. And I don't think the ANC has ever had to really look hard. Yes, they, they choreograph we've looked hard and they say we've looked hard. I don't think they really have looked hard. And that moment of, how do we rebuild this from, from where we are? Because the, the ANC's proposition is the right one for South Africa at its best. It's, it's social democratic. It's pro the poor black majority. It's good governance. It's overcoming apartheid. Can the ANC go back out of power, not worry about the theatrics of coalitions and opposition, let them, let them govern and re-find itself and come back with a strong proposition around 2029? If you are at the age of looking after your grandchildren mm. and thinking of reflecting about your life and mm. maybe preparing for death in the next 20, 10, 20, 30 years, God forbid, mm. <laughs> how much uh, critical reflection mm. with a view to build for long term you can do? is interesting for me I, I, yeah. in terms of the will to Absolutely. do it just on a on a psychoanalytical sure. perspective of somebody sure. who is an, who, who is at that level mm. i've been warned before that look the nc may be like this at a national level but if you go to municipalities yeah. we have a problem of young people of the party sure. that are running amok mm. that mm. do not have a sense of patience uh, and uh, and I and I, I often say in a, in response, obviously when we some of us are pushing for generational shift, we are not by the same tokens pushing an ageist agenda. Yeah, sure. We are saying competent, mm. proven, experienced young people mm. who can build things and do things. Yeah. It's no child's play to do what you do. Mm. To master the emotions of how to build a business, how to build a platform, sure. how to grow, how to market it. This is no child's play. Mm. Um, you, you, you are learning experiences and then balancing family. Sure. This is part of the necessary leadership development track mm. for people to go on to do greater things sure. in life. Sure. What, do we, what, what, do, what, what does the ANC do? Were you the loudest in SASCO? Mm. Yes, there's some organization building work that happens there, but you get parachuted from there to becoming a, an, a, an MMC. That's sure. not what I'm talking about. Mm. I'm talking about people who prove themselves in various sectors yeah. of society, yeah. in true form, by the way, to the NDR and the motive forces. Mm. Mm, okay, People who have proven themselves elsewhere uh, who come in. Mm. Sorry, I've spoken a lot. I forgot what your question was. No, about. exactly. Yeah. No, you're, I think the point, the point is, is the right one, mm. just about... You know the party resurrecting itself and finding a new. Sure. Um, I want to move away from the ANC and come to opposition politics in general, um, because I think you've 
you've said a lot and I think if the ANC followed your your message they could have an interesting message for 2024 but let's not give them too sure. many sure. too many ideas sure. <laughs> um opposition politics is interesting at the moment and I want to come to the multi-party charter plus new entrants because there's also been this interesting development with the multi-party charter which had I think just started the last time we spoke and how that has developed. And then we've got this Roger Jardine all of a sudden starting something new. Is he going to be the face of the multi-party chart? Is he not? And then Rise Mzansi, which is an interesting proposition, I keep saying in my mind. Mm. They've got a lot of work, though, to do as well. But then Roger Jardine, Rise Mzansi, they seem a similar idea. So now are we fracturing that third? Even the third way is now factionalized. <laughs> so talk to me about your thoughts on opposition politics going into 2024 and what we can look forward to in this important year coming up. Sure. So the dominant opposition players in South Africa, oh, main, yeah. main players. And just to say, we will come to the EFF for those sure. in the comments yeah. who say, oh, you're not going to touch on the EFF. Sure. We're, coming, we're coming there. Sure, sure. Yeah. So two things. So the dominant players mm. in the political spectrum in South Africa have been a battle of the emerging haves, but generally have-nots in mm. terms of the constituencies mm. and the haves. The haves have been in the opposition, main opposition. Sure. And doing all in their power to try and block how deep a project of transformation can go. Mm. Under a very false idea, in my view, of what it means to create an inclusive society, sure. politically and economically in South Africa, mm. I think you and Pedro go mm. in detail talking about that in higher education, yeah. but in broad terms, coloniality and settler colonialism. Sure. So, 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 whether it is negating black economic empowerment, mm. whether it is negating employment equity and all of those things, what I found was that the DA had created this thing of. Uh, a misleading of even the, its own constituency, by the way, mm. because Suze, if you have, if you live in South Africa, and by the way, yeah, if you live in South Africa, yeah. and South Africa has undergone a process of white economic empowerment that was brutal, violent, mm. and genocidal. Yeah, for three hundred years plus. As a representative of the political constituency that was responsible for that, mm. you should be pro ways of creating Absolutely. an inclusive society, not on the opposite of it. Absolutely. So for the longest part, that created a dynamic of opposition politics that was racial mm. in South Africa, mm. where the opposition to the ANC was an agenda that cannot escape racist mm. resistance to transformation mm. and inclusion. That created a problem for the majority of black people who, by the way, are being uh, undermined by many DA and Afriforum politicians as unthinking, when in fact they were thinking. So the ANC voter, there hasn't been a time when it was not thinking. The ANC voter has been trapped in a situation where 
if I vote for somebody that is anti-affirmative action, mm. that is anti-black economic empowerment, that is anti-redress, what am I doing? So this has been the problem with our politics. Mm. I am happy, though, that uh, the, the DA is... By the way, the DA had its own trajectory of becoming broad church, mm. representing more than just the yeah. haves that wanted to resist transformation. Yeah. Yeah. And guess who was the pioneer of that? Helen Zile. Mm. Helen Zile was the pioneer of a process of transforming Absolutely. the DA, but her exercise was a cosmetic one. She thought that she could attract to the DA leaders who would be comfortable with its policy. Sure. And I, I always argue that she's thinking that you could have black people who buy into a, a, the, the liberal politics of no interference mm -hmm. or what we call negative freedom. Mm -hmm. The freedom of as long as there's no rules that prevent people from achieving what they yeah. can, then it's fine. It was never going to be. I mean, I remember Musa saying, if you don't see uh, that I am black, you probably don't see me at all. Mm. And then his faction winning to some degree yeah. to include diversity in its in in the in the in the core values of the DA. Mm. I mean, but watered down. Mm. If you remember the politics in in around April 2018 of how best to include diversity in sure, the offering sure. in the core offering of the DA. Yeah. Now the, I've said all of that to say, what excites me about the new mm. and the emerging political space yeah. is that on the opposition of the ANC, you are no longer having as a very strong voice a grouping that is about just mainly about resisting creating an inclusive society mm. Mm. or resisting doing the necessary from a policy perspective to include to have an inclusive yeah. society yeah. um and and so the what i'm seeing is that there is a creation of alternatives for the majority voter base in south mm. africa mm. That's no longer, if you don't vote ANC, you are elevating the political platforms of those who control the means of production sure, sure. or the political platform of those who control most of business in South Africa. Mm -hmm. um, now you have emerging from within the ANC, the EFF, which you said we're going to talk about, yeah. but also centrist politics mm -hmm. that comes both from the DA and the ANC. Yeah. Some of it, I mean, Hamid Mashaba, I think, to a lot of, to a lot, a, a lot of, in many ways, subscribes to DA proper politics. But I would say left of the proper DA. Musi Maimane, Songa Zozibi, and them, mm. in my view, they present this uh, mix of leaders yeah. who are not necessarily about defending the haves, yeah. notwithstanding some of the decampaigning on social media mm. that says, anyway, they are projects of mm. big business. Okay, this is the argument, yeah. funded by big business. I used to be in fundraising before. Mm. And in fundraising, we used to say, we separate between the objectives of the funder mm. and our objective as a beneficiary organization. Sure. We are passionate about what we do as an organization. The funder may have different interests when they fund us. Mm. But 
ours is to make sure that what we re our reason for existence is realized yeah. and we leverage their funding yeah. so i i'm not i'm not a purist when it comes to the relationship between funding sure. and the object or the content of what a political party can go on to succeed mm. putin showed the billionaires in russia that you may be a, a, a driver behind me getting into office, but I will not think twice about mm -hmm. re-establishing. I mean, uh, Putin, in, in all the critique that he's got, mm. in Russia, he represented an es the establishment of an orderly process of uh, new methods of accumulation, if you like, sure. and, and, and fundamentally departed from the Boris Yeltsin chaos mm. Uh, that was there. It's still an agenda which in the West would be described as corrupt, mm. but he brought order and, and, and authority, you know. Uh, and, 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 and so what I'm saying is that it doesn't necessarily follow that yeah. if you are may if, if big business has got an influence in your eyes. Mm. That they control your every policy move. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the multi party charter what, I don't know how would you say it's fed i mean on the one hand it's become part of everyday political conversation um it hasn't completely broken apart yet uh, or or at all but there seems to be some so firstly we, we've got we've got things happening in municipalities like joburg where clearly there's not coordination and then you've got, as I say, this this suggestion that Roger Jardine, at the time of recording, it's not clear, but could be a presidential candidate. So they, the question of leadership of the multi-party charter has has continued to confound, it seems, the charter. So we're not sure who's going to lead this thing into the election, who's the candidate around which they're going to be rallying, even though we don't have a presidential system. Uh, and are they going to try and import a candidate from outside? Interesting move because they then say, look, we're going to, none of us will be the candidate. We want this external candidate. But then <laughs> can you imagine convincing all those political parties that someone else must lead? Yeah. I loved the idea of how suddenly leadership got to be contested mm. in that platform. Sure. Not for its sake, but as a political mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. analyst and scientist, mm -hmm. it's interesting for me. Yeah. Remember that the major player in the in the in the in the in the charter yeah. has been the Democratic Alliance, and for the longest part, leadership in the Democratic Alliance has been an outcome of elite maneuvering. Believe it or not, I mean, I mean, I, they may deny it, but the role of the elite in determining leadership outcomes in the DA, notwithstanding the democratic process of elections, you know, at the Congress of the party, mm. so 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 they've been a party where an inner call can call the shots as to who comes and who goes. Sure, spanner in the works, right? Is that the the all of a sudden the considerations have got to be the public gaze mm. and the prospective voter yeah yeah which then introduces a dynamic 
which, by the way, in my view, had been the dynamic that had gotten uh, Helen Zele to be thinking about how to get Elindiwe Mazubuko leading the leading in parliament, how to get a Musimaimane as the leader. Yeah. So, so those considerations were showing, uh, you know, this dynamic of living systems mm -hmm. that they are self-determinant and interdependent. Mm -hmm. That you you have your own way of deciding things, but you cannot ignore there is the systemic response, yeah. and therefore you act in ways to show how you are like you are wanting to charm the rest of the system mm. i think that's what's happening in the in the multi party charter mm. that mm. one um the candidate is emerging from uh, the two perspectives in my view some association with struggle mm. and also this idea of who can have more gravitas yeah, yeah, but the very idea that the the DA thinks its leader doesn't have gravitas, mm. or or in fact the the coalition partners mm. do not. And I and I and I it was interesting. It was interesting to see to hear yeah. social media commentators say, "Well, they let Musimaimane go, and now mm. they realize that in fact yeah. you cannot go." to the election. Mm. And it's interesting how South Africans are decampaigning. I know that's not a word, by the way, mm. uh, but I mean, for <laughs> effect, yeah, decampaigning John Steinhaisen. <laughs> uh, and this thing about qualifications being at the center mm. of it, it's interesting for me. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 and then, and yeah, yeah, it, it's quite interesting. Mm. How the, the group navigates this is interesting, yeah. but you're quite right also. The group is not being judged on the pace on the basis of what they are promising, but what they are failing to do now together. So the thing about what are you doing with existing coalitions, and the effect that has on the relationships first among the parties, is interesting and it's going to continue to be so mm. because unlike uh, other countries where, you know, there's a harmonized system where. It's not all of government that goes to an election, but so municipalities are only are going to continuously be a source from which eruptions in the relationship in the multi-party charter mm. may emerge continuously. Mm. I mean, it's it's it's, it's interesting for me. I, I'm I know it's not answers that I'm providing mm. directly, but this is the frame of thought that the, the frame of issues that i'm thinking about in relation to the charter uh, the other thing though that they need to worry about is not to become extended da mm. because if it does then other parties will remain strategically correct in not joining it before elections sure such as Rise, mm. SA among others. I don't have, you know whether eventually they became part of it. No, they haven't yet. No. You see, so that is a strategic mm. choice that must be, and Busa, I don't think they are no, also. Yeah, true. That, in my view, they must maintain that mm. because post-election, this thing is going to be open anyway. Mm. Uh, mm. It, 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 to have themselves embroiled in a, DA dominated thing where yeah. that politics of defense against transformation mm. and inclusiveness will still be a key issue. Mm. I don't think it's wise. Doc, let's let's come to the EFF as well. Um, polls are polls are suggesting a decent amount of growth. The average right now is fifteen percent from their ten. Um, at the same time, 
no one has really risen to claim that mantle of an opposition party that that could really rise to challenge the ANC. The EFF has been going for 10 years now, in some, t- in some ways a short time in politics, in other ways a long time in politics. And yes, they may rise to a higher level, but there are still some who are also on the fence about just not being able to give their full support to the EFF. I, th- I think sometimes the EFF can get it really right or really wrong. Um, the Springbok thing, for example, I just thought was a moment where they just got it wrong, you know. Um, where do you see them at the moment? And and just one other <clears throat> piece of context to add. The ANC is going to have, have a choice, basically, at the end of this election. It's either going to be small parties, which they'll go for if they have the majority. Otherwise, it's the DA or the EFF. Uh, we spoke to the ANC Youth League leader on this channel recently and he said we're ideologically aligned to the EFF but they're unreliable and we don't want to wake up one day and the EFF has changed its tune and now we're caught in the crossfire but the DA we're not ideologically aligned to but we think we could have a stable partnership so I'll, I'll leave that for you to dissect sure oh, thanks a lot so 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 maybe let's start with the economic freedom fighters. I've I've been positive about their growth for every election before elections. Mm. Um notwithstanding you know uh, pollsters. And in fact I've been very bold in my judgmental approach the, the mm. using the judgmental method mm. from election to election in order to project sure the 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 EFF in my view was the one the only party among the existing ones that we're going to see a net growth yeah uh, from these elections and the reason for that is that they are representing a constituency without necessarily having been in government and failed on some of their promises Mm. Mm. but also you know they were tactical in fact i wrote a piece in 2016 after the coalitions were formed Mm. that Mm. uh, this tactical thing of not going into government but lending support to remove the anc in some Mm. municipalities Mm. was an interesting gambit that was guaranteed to keep the eff in the mind of voters as a prospective Uh, you know, party that can come in and make change mm. um, without being in government and actually confirm whether or not they can. Mm. Um, and I think that they're still going to grow as a result of that. The guys are smart when it comes to, you know, uh, 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 their messaging. Mm. However, sometimes go into what I call divisive politics which pushed them to be on the extreme along with the Freedom Front Plus, but on opposite sides. And in fact, some people have actually called them fascist uh, for some of their rhetoric. I think that they get to be too radical at times. And also, you see, we have a lot to offer to the world, especially if, if you look at the Middle East crisis in South Africa in the sense that we have 
the thorny issues of our lives mm. have been allowed to be negotiated to settle at some century at, at, at some central point as crude and as uncomfortable uh, when you look at them in terms of what they are mm. as countries in civil war throughout the continent or in fact in the middle east as i say yeah the so so how we've been able to 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 negotiate thorny issues as a country one may argue that actually took over 380 to close to 400 years so mm. you can understand now we are here but but sometimes in my view without the necessary political ability to do the prom what is promised okay sometimes the EFF rocks the boat for the sake of rocking the boat and in fact ends up alienating a lot of people who are in the sand look at how bad how they are battling in KZN and the Eastern Cape in conservative societies sure if I can put it that way in very conservative societies a conservative from the perspective of rules of conduct in society mm -hmm. they are battling sure the growth has been marginal it's been significant mm. especially if you look into ANC war ANC strongholds you see that what explains ANC loss of support is directly the mm. existence of the EFF in the paper that Gary Prevost and I wrote sure. uh, but it's not as exciting mm. as they as they would like Sure. Now, recently, I wondered whether they are toying with the idea of making a charm offensive to the leaders of the now obliterated RIT faction. Mm. Yeah, we spoke about that. Yeah, Remember, mm. the EFF appeals to people who want radical politics with or without the RT. Sure. They built that platform without the RT. Mm. It's confusing for me when for some reason they think that they can they need to charm the RT for that support base. But that's not true. Mm. They charmed that support base, the radical support base without the RT. So I make the argument in a piece that I've not yet finished yeah. that in fact what they presented to the black voter, the EFF, was one, radical politics, two, radical politics in a comfortable, anti-corrupt, pro-rule of law space, mm. right? Mm. For the longest part, mm. because it was them who were against the Zuma administration, sure. talking about the spies, the Guptas mm. and stuff. So they represented Mm. Uh, to someone who may not be comfortable with the radical politics, yeah. but they represented not the DA. Mm. You mm. know, I can throw my vote here. When they consciously want to attract the leaders of the RT, I don't know if this is what they intend mm. to do. Mm. So far, not. Yeah. Uh, because those leaders have found different political mm. avenues for mm. themselves mm. outside of the ANC. There was talk of Ace Mahashule at one point, I think, in our previous conversation, and we see that he actually did his own. Yes, own yes. So yeah. so 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 now they 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 if they were intentionally pursuing that mm. and Marseille, it's mm. one thing to have one or two people come yeah, in. Yeah. yeah. But 
if they went to pursue three, four of these leaders that were known, mm. then you begin to cloud the message mm. as not radical and pro-rule of law, as radical and in fact wanting an agenda that is not clean. Sure. They've got to navigate this carefully. Mm. I think that they're talking internally because I've seen, I've seen, you see, Julius Malema tends to be flippant sometimes, but I've seen him kind of reining himself in um, since the first, you're quite right, the first uh, Ace Mahashule mm. discussions. Mm. Then I, I've seen him becoming a lot more careful. And if they play that well, they continue to be this platform that can attract growth. Mm. Um, it won't. It won't be as radical as as impressive as they want. Yeah, yeah. No, I, and I think to, to to move to the formation of a government mm. now, which is also linked to questions of leadership. Oh, yeah. There was a latter question. Yeah, um, I feel like there's a lot of focus in the 2024 election on the election. And who's going to win? Who's going to lose? Who's going to fall below 50 or 20 or 10? And all of this is ultimately to create a government. It's, it's, it's to create a parliament, of course, that will create a government. And quite frankly, whoever that government is, whether it's an ANC-EFF coalition or a multi-party charter, we're not maybe giving enough attention to what that government needs to do and, and the kind of massive task that will be ahead of that government after this election is is finished let's let's maybe start here what what do you think that new government whoever it is should prioritize so that when when they come back here and when the new president watches this episode which i'm sure she or he will you know how do we start setting the agenda for what that government's priorities should be sure that's quite interesting that's quite interesting. So maybe we can distinguish them between three things. Mm. State building. Sure. Um, enabling or developmental state, which is related to the first, but what enabling role or the role of the state in the economy, mm. let me put it that way, yeah. the sure. second one. Sure. So it's state building is the role of the state mm. in the economy and... An inclusive society, last sure. last one, sure. right? Yeah, and as, they're all interrelated, actually. Yes, mm -hmm. as far as state building, I yeah. don't know if I mentioned to you about my experience in South Sudan and what happens when you are trying to build the state and no. there is no civil service. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, so so we in South Africa, yeah, group together with all the other sunset clauses. Mm. The idea that the administration needed to be left sure. uh, while the political processes were unfolding, mm. leading mm. to 94 and mm. after. We see it as a sunset clause and yeah. we see it in a negative light. Sure. Right? sure. Try and be in a country that one mm. is new mm. because it has just splintered from its no from its Northern counterpart. This yeah. is South, South Sudan versus South uh, mm. Northern, Northern mm. Sudan. Yeah, or Sudan. The second thing, oh yes, Sudan. Yeah. The second thing is, then this country goes into a war. Mm. So whatever remnant of an administration you had, sure, from the split, mm. gets to be obliterated by mm. 
what a, a war does. Yeah. Then now you must start building after the conflict. Mm. When you want to employ leadership over the administration, you have to worry about who, what should be the organogram? Mm. What should be the job <laughs> description? Yeah, sure. We didn't have to do that in mm. South Africa. Mm. We had to manage about transforming what exists and not build from scratch. Indeed, in the homelands and all of those, you needed to, to, to again, there to bring things. Sure. Obviously, it's, it's, it's good to start afresh something that's yeah, your own, no, except that when you do, mm. you are not going to perform as you start to do things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we were able to deliver in South Africa leveraging an administrative apparatus yeah. that was inherited from apartheid. Sure. It was corrupt. Mm. I think Enifan Firen makes the point that Absolutely. we think in South Africa that South Africa is a great country that was transforming, that, that under the ANC has become corrupt. Mm. And he makes the point that it, it's, this has been corrupt since, mm. uh, and, the, and it traces about 574 billion from, from 74 to 94 mm. that was lost through corruption, among mm. other things. Mm. So, yes, it was a corrupt administration, yeah. but you had warm bodies in offices. And they were doing some work. Sure, sure. And you simply had to transform it and replace and all mm, of those things. Mm, mm. Now, we had to do some state building next year. Yeah. And this thing of starting to build presidency-based mm. uh, structures yeah. may be good in, in the first six months. But that's not what you. Are, that's not how you build a government. Mm. You build a government by leading the complex administrative apparatus yeah. effectively Absolutely. through the channels of holding your minister mm. and their DG accountable, who then hold them their, and their senior management accountable. Yeah. So there needs to be an unapologetic commitment to people who are fit for purpose. Yeah. Starting yeah. from DGs to senior managers. Yeah, and below DGs as well. C can I come sure, in here? Because sure. what you say is really, really interesting and I've been thinking about it a lot because I think this new government, yes, there will be massive challenges if it's a coalition and instability, but one window it opens up is exactly what you're saying of rethinking what has come to be called cater deployment, right? Whatever that really means. Now, to my mind, what has gone wrong with cater deployment or whatever we want to call that process is not necessarily the ministerial appointments, right? Because yes, I, as, yes. many, as many people have pointed out, you do need a political direction at the top of a political institution, which is what a minister should ultimate, ultimately doing. Yes. What I think the ANC has got wrong, so I don't have a problem with that in principle, especially at the top of government. But let's be honest as a young, uh, capable, qualified black South African, my problem with cadre deployment is every level of government has to be an ANC-linked person, from literally entry level all the way up. And I feel like we need to fill those true state positions below minister, and DG maybe is a bit of a mixture of the two, so that any young or, or old, for that matter, person can get a job in government at the lower levels. Um, because that's what's undermined capacity for me. And you know why it's necessary to do that mm. in the logic of 
the ANC mm, mm. because then you can command the entire system. Yeah, sure. That's Not right. for purposes of mm. achieving mm. what is intended. Mm. Sorry, no, noble objectives. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But to achieve an agenda mm. of repurposing mm. what the departments are for yeah, exactly. towards what is not desirable and yeah. not noble. Yeah. So, so one uh, in 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 Kata deployment, one mm. of the lessons I got uh, were from my first chief executive at Kucha, sure. who is now the chief executive at, at TNPA, mm. um, uh, Selinga. He says to me, "You know what?" And I'm mentioning this because it was a product of a research, master's research project. Interesting. Creative politicking in post-apartheid South Africa. Mm. And in there, I am writing about how executives conduct business mm. with excellence. Excellence meaning do what you are employed to do, yeah. but mindful of the national imperatives. Absolutely. So I saw this live being, take, being done. Yeah. And his mind, he used to say two things. One, you must fear the power you have. So if you fear the power you have, you are going to create mecha mechanisms which when you are tempted, mm. you will think, Yo, how do I start approaching Ogama to say mm. he must do this? Mm. Because your recruitment system is designed to deliver the best, whether you yeah. know them or not. Yeah, exactly. So if, you, if your recruitment systems deliver the best yeah. rather than the ones you have made, it's different how you interact with that administration. Mm, mm, mm. And and this guy would create procurement committees sure. that he would have to think a lot to, mm, to mm. instruct that procurement. Yeah. I mean, here you have, to your point that you're mm. making, you have people who can instruct an entire bid adjudication committee. Mm. I mean, yeah. can you imagine being a professional who is voting for the yeah. Who's there not for you? And by the way, it's dehumanizing because human, in my view, a human being thrives when they are, they are given the space to express themselves. Mm. Mm. Not even God, if I can claim, sure. if I can use that language, mm. subscribes to the idea of violating the spirit and free will of a person. Now, the, 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 so, so, so why it's animals who, who, that you, you, you direct, mm, right? Mm. That's why I'm saying when you make people and plant them in an administration, yeah. the way you were describing, mm, mm. you are dehumanizing them. Sure. One, because you are taking a sense of achievement for the roles, mm. and two, you are taking their, which is supreme, yeah. their sovereignty, mm. their ability to say, you are requesting this, mm. I'm applying my mind, and I'm going to decide what yeah. I do with it. So when you do that, you dehumanize. By the way, this is why, I know I'm digressing, mm. uh, Doc. This is why people who were beneficiaries of ANC uh, deployment yeah. struggle making it in society mm. after that experience. Mm. Absolutely. Why? Because that system tells them you are nothing without this power. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when, they start to believe that. Yes. Mm. Whereas... You and I mean you. You're not here because of. Uh, <laughs> if it, anything, I'm here be, because I speak out against. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, and, now, mm. now, 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 you can be fired from everything mm. that you do. You'll go somewhere else, and you will succeed. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's in you. Absolutely. You're expressing who you are. And and let's be honest, the the road 
is very open for for all of us you know with qualifications and a public platform to say actually let me play the ANC game indeed and and we would indeed. it would be very lucrative that that much i know indeed you know? but no I, I i fully agree and i think that that would be the apex priority of any government if you can get that right and it even comes back to your point about the the about dead bureaucracy and the transition there are many white south africans who are committed to the country want to take it forward have the ability and the skills to do so and are not interested in 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 restricting transformation and we have failed to bring them into the state in a way meaningfully which drives the entire country forward um we need to do something about the massive reservoir of skills white and black mm. outside the state that just can't find a way in not at the top even at the bottom or the middle of the state yeah. and just open that up to pure meritocratic uh which also means an appreciation for the society and its diversity a purely capable state where the best serve the objectives of the government absolutely and 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 i think that that's bringing me to that second leg of the role yeah. of the state yeah. as well as the 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 the, the forgot now the conceptualization in terms of oh yeah the creating an inclusive yeah. society yeah and the developmental was the second yeah indeed so yeah. so 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 you're quite right mm. there are a lot of south africans who care about this country yeah, yeah. white and black mm. Mm. we need to give them space to to do their job yeah what is a problem is not just the government but in my view mm. even the de- democratic alliance and afroforum mm. 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 who create a siege mentality yeah absolutely and then push people to corners and in a defense mode yeah yeah absolutely apartheid didn't want a society where white black leverage together what they have mm. for the mm. greater good mm. because of this perception that uh, there wasn't enough for everyone yeah yeah because of this perception that uh, black people were very welcoming mm. to settlers coming in mm. Are not in fact are, are in fact barbaric. You know this thing. Yeah. The, that perception is dangerous. Mm. In my view, that politics of the DA that seeks to block transformation, mm. that politics of the of the uh, Afri Forum, mm. all serve the same agenda with the sometimes politics of the EFF of yeah. division. Sure, so sure. group all of them together, their problem in my view. Uh, sometimes because of this uh, as far as the politics of race race management is concerned mm. because it is they then who then push us into defensive and, and offensive mode and there's no work you can do there um the 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 where we need collaboration is mutual vulnerability you cannot have collaboration and staunch protection at the same time yeah. it doesn't happen yeah. wherever i have gone i have been involved directly in the creation of my success mm. Mm. that's what that's what happens in a society of people who are secure in their hearts yeah you cannot have people who will be so committed to the cause that they themselves train their own successors mm. who they fear that they might replace them but 
the the reward system, whether you're looking at African values or um, the, the the faith, the reward system is always not dependent on the games that humans mm-hmm. play. Um, there's a saying, for example, that Nyawal Nampumlo or all of these are meant to say goodwill is important and sure. it has a the, the the system of life has a way of rewarding goodwill mm. okay mm. so if people are going to be taking risks and sharing resources yeah sharing assets sharing not in a way that is uh, immediately causing them to lose mm. Mm. i'm talking about the kind of sharing that allows them to thrive immediately absolutely so i'm writing a book uh, I just got my ethics clearance, mm. Pathways Great. to Inclusion, sure. a political economy of South Africa in the 21st century. Hmm. Here, I'm wanting to say, let's move from the politics of inclusion to its economics. Right. And its economics, as it's what's going to take South Africa to thri- make South Africa to thrive. Let's, let's talk about that because I think this is a good place to also move in terms of a new government because that would be a crucial pillar sure. is how do you get the economic trajectory on track but also inclusive at the same time so if you fix the state and you can fix the economy then you've arrived at a heavenly place right you have a, you have a thriving society mm. bkb is a company in the agricultural sector um how economies are structured the sectors from the hinterland you extract mm resources and then you sell at a higher price in global markets bkb in my view mm. and i'm mentioning them sure. because i find their model something to be looked at mm. as far as how to how you leverage your network no it's great we're always criticizing companies maybe now we can finally get one who will give us some money so <laughs> so so bkb if you are interested in uh funding smwx <laughs> here you go and, and it's so so so, so. Mm. I come from a rural area in Pedi. Yeah. Um, oh, was a Pedi. Uh, 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 just yeah. above Okay. So, yes. So, so, so in that entire yeah. land, sure. it's rural areas. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What people do there is cattle, goat, and sheep. We don't plant as much as. They do yeah. in the Transkei, in the in the closer to the in the former Transkei, yeah, yeah. in the where where my wife is from, for mm, example, mm. in the Mizana area. Mm. There, I mean, the output per person in terms of maize sure. is amazing. Sure. Okay, so we but we but we we we, we herd animals, mm. and and so what BKB does every shearing season for sheep, mm. they go collect the wool. Mm. pay the people there mm. and go my dad used to be so proud about what he makes mm. during the times of now the first thing is inclusion sure into a global value chain mm. south african wool is premium wool around the world it's it's thriving mm. and here's a company that finds a way to do mm. it in the mm. in the to to create inclusion yeah from things that are already being done. Exactly. That's the point. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. BE, the way BE is done is usually mm. start up somebody yeah, who's going to create some, something. something from thin air. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Whereas 
people who are working mm. tirelessly people are working hard for for nothing can be included in a value mm. chain mm. and all of a sudden yeah. the the ripple effect of inclusion mm. has economic outcomes that are good yeah yeah ha- this what i'm wearing okay this person who makes what i'm wearing mm. uh, studied for it sure but there are a lot of others who are brilliant designers maxosa mm. mm. charges a premium mm. from uh, inspiration of yeah. uh, who we are keep going dark more brand, uh, more brand endorsements are coming in <laughs> as you keep talking mama o esta mashango paints a yeah. bmw yeah and it becomes a global success mm, mm. the thing about music and and the, the ama piano that's taking over the the global music world right now our music sure what is wrong about us saying we've got talent in south africa mm, mm. how do we nurture it yeah how do we leverage it yeah i once went to a holiday and i met this guy who says i used to buy fashion for Edgars and these other mm. places mm. I keep mentioning this good hey okay <laughs> so, even better so, yeah. so so I say to him wow I have an idea yeah and I at the time I was still involved in small business support sure. I'm thinking wow if I can get this guy to bring these people who are openly operating mm. in a market it's a market we sure. call it informal yeah. in a very very mm. very very cynical a mm. mm. uh, 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 concept because they 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 make goods yeah and they have a system of making the goods and distributing them sure we've had a lot of these people that are coming up mm. all they do is economies of scale sure and and all of a sudden in our own innovations mm. can be flooding global markets and 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 making us money mm. we mm. have to leverage our culture we have to leverage our sense of selves for ourselves mm. in order for us to actually so 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 I'm 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 pioneer so masaya kuma panya panya ne there's this thing about what panyaza is doing yeah, in sure, panya sure. panya sure i sympathize with what he's doing mm. because i was at kuha mm. when what you are trying to do national le- legislation lags behind it sure because it's pioneering work mm. That's what happens with pioneering sure. work. Pioneering work gets ridiculed because you are pushing the envelope. Mm. Um we I I I was operating in the renewable energy space, mainly community development space. Mm. Where we would go to a community and say if you want to do things here, you have to build local timber. Mm. You have to grow local timber. Mm. Mm. And if you're not going to do it, Yeah. Uh you you are going to have a thing where the people here are beneficiaries of projects but never a part of the mm. process of delivering value. Mm. And as a result of that when you leave yeah. you're not going to leave a legacy of skills transfer and other things. So I would say no when you come here it's going to take you longer to deliver. Mm. But to hell with uh, the numbers we delivered so many uniforms mm. no tell me how many uniforms you delivered after you trained people eh, who are based here or after you empowered people who are so known to be designers who are based here mm. eh, can you not get them to make the uniform mm. and in that way you are introducing mechanisms of operating at a higher level for people who operate mm. with, and they know how to 
uh, to to sow. Mm. They know mm. how to do this, that, except that they don't have opportunity. Sure. So why are we concentrating opportunities in the center, wherever the center is? In mm. fact, it's Joburg, Cape Town, and Durban. Mm. When you have skills that you could leverage to contract, and when you do that, and, and and it's proven by the way, the 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 rich do not become happier with we are not materially significantly happier than the poor so the law of diminishing returns is for every extra 10 rand that you give to a rich person it doesn't add value sure. really in an economy but if you give it to a person who didn't have mm. the multiplier effect of that and so you you first you are dealing with so the you you are bringing in a buying base that was not there before mm. when you distribute. So I want to drive this idea that redistribution makes economic sense, mm. but also inclusion in ways where I'm losing just a little bit of what I would have spent in another golf game of golf sure. to include another person for whom that 350 green fees mm. is something, or that 550 green fees mm. is something and one less gain for me per month, mm. but something for them to so so and 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 we have to have an all of society approach yeah. to this. Where I realize, or somebody who's at a university doing second year, realizes they are advanced. They are even if they come from a poor family, mm. but by by the ver by virtue of the fact that that university doing uh, second year some science whatever, mm. they can teach at a high school. They can run a program where they are tra equipping um, young people with maths and science. You know how exorbitant the fees we pay mm. for mm. extra classes for our kids. When a a, 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 a person who is, who, who is a, a university student gets to be supported to start sure. extra classes, they earn a little bit of bucks. Or, you, you know, and, and you have an economy that leverages. Mm. Big word for me is leverage. Our skills, the skills of retirees yeah. and the skills of uh, white and black uh, professionals that can be leveraged in rugby, they're doing it. True, true. That's the one thing that I think we can learn uh, from the wider rugby ecosystem, but the success of the Springboks as well is is we we often fail to to appreciate what we have got right and how we can replicate that in other places and yes of course the legacy the history the racism of course is still there but can that be replicated throughout an economy where everyone is working towards some common economic goal leveraging all of their skills towards that and everyone benefits in the end yeah transformation happens redistribution happens but everyone is working towards it and no one is actively stopping it uh w when does when does the book come out doc I'm, I'm mindful firstly that you have to go and and that we're we're running out of time um but when when can we expect this book and i think we can have a deeper conversation about pathways to economic inclusion what that means uh in part part three sure so so i'm glad there'll be a, a part three. Oh, there has um, to be uh, yeah so 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 it was supposed to come up mid next year mm. if I had gotten my ethics clearance early. Sure. Ethics clearance because I wanted a research-based book mm. where I talk to people in automotive. Yeah. They say what their problems are from a, in terms of uh, how, what limits their growth, 
I analyze the market, the sector, yeah. and pinpoint exactly the ways in which bringing in other people is both making economic sense mm. and also having developmental outcomes. Yeah. So I don't want to argue the point again yeah. about the politics of having to do that. Sure, which we know and it's absolutely settled in many ways. Yeah. Absolutely. So 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 it's my contribution. I tweeted the other day that mm. the economic freedom in our lifetime struggle, which mm. is all of our struggles, mm. is cannot be fought in a dollar pezul, left or right, nyamaza. This needs us to apply our minds yeah, absolutely. to things. Find new models that maybe don't exist in any of the old frameworks. And put them out there. Yeah. So, 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 so. Find yeah, the South uh, African economic model, which is not important yes. anywhere else, which yes. takes from the best of the different places, but also takes inspiration from our own context. Yeah. And then says to the world, this is a new economic model of in inclusion, redistribution, and growth. Absolutely. So probably late next year, mm. um, I, I, I want to, because yeah. I think it's a matter of necessity. Yeah. I don't see myself as I'm, I'm adding to ongoing voices by you guys. Sure. Uh, so, 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 so it's, it's adding to an ongoing mm. national conversation. Mm, mm. Since I conceptualized this idea, yeah. I have seen, wow, I was so happy when I saw the tale of two agricultures. Mm. I haven't read it. Yes, uh, yeah. One in the mm. So it's along the lines of, uh, I, I sure. don't know what's in there, but the point yeah. is, to, is, to, is to look at, you know, uh, some, of, some, of, yeah. some of those things. Uh, in agriculture, I've been talking about a story of a friend of mine from Nobo. Him and I used to be small business support, like writing business plans mm. for entrepreneurs. He took that skill, went back home in Nobo, Mm. and has got a massive agricultural enterprise. Mm. The guy's name is Yanga Talasile. Maybe mm. it, it, it would be good for you yeah, to have sure. him one time. Sure. He, he, it's a massive project. Mm. And he leveraged community communal gardens where like, a, 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 I think about a thousand, more than 3,000 mm. um, hectares of land mm. under uh, uh, have been plowed. Mm. So, and government came in Sure. Uh, they partnered this thing of white and black. Mm. They partnered with the Koporasi. The mm. Koporasi brought in its, uh, you know, the best multi-billion company mm. experience to that, mm. to a guy who has gone to school, has mm. got mm. a grasp of things, and could write and and fundraise. Sure. So it's a it's a it's a relationship based on on merit mm. both ways. Mm. And it's uh, uh, and it's benefiting a rural community. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I, I think we need to do more of these. Definitely. We need we need to be aware of our advantage, and start doing those things mm. that help us contribute to society. I'm happy to say, uh, oh, this guy is friend of mine used to say, we've been made to be institutions. Sizwe uh, is at uh, SABC. He's running this platform. Sure. The, the colleagues who are working with you in this platform mm. need you to run this platform mm. the same way that the SABC staff need. And sure. also, you, the academic ecosystem mm. needs you. Mm. You know what I mean? Sure. So, ima so imagine the impact you are having mm. in terms of creating jobs for other people by merely thriving in what you do. And, and the more of us do that, and another way, thing, by the way, that I'm exploring in this book sure. is how to deal with underemployment. Mm. And in dealing with underemployment, create 
um, things. Well, you wouldn't do this at Wirtz. Wirtz doesn't have space for you to do this. You yeah, know what I mean? Sure, sure. It, it doesn't make sense for a univer- the university wants you to be in the classroom mm-hmm. and teach and then and mark. Mm-hmm. So what do you do with the rest of your talent? Mm-hmm. You find ways to express it and from it grows various offshoots. Sure. This may be a multimedia um, continental and global TV channel in, in, yeah. in, in years to come. Mm-hmm. And we will still be needing CISO that's an academic, sure. CISO that's a media mogul, sure. and CISO that, you know? So how many of us, So and this is your way of dealing with underemployment. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, I'm, I'm sure there are boards that are going to be calling on you mm. to come and advise here and there. Sure. If more of us do that, yeah. Yeah. we are then beca- we become what I'm calling rainmakers mm. because we are, we are now leveraging what we sure. know and what we're exposed to mm. for other people. I guess this is what they missed in trickle-down economics of how do you create uh, social networks mm. and socioeconomic networks that actually aid a system to trickle down because it, it it's not through an even invisible hand. Sure. There has to be a hand that actually is intentional about how do we enable uh, young black professionals to do more of this, that, and the other. How do we enable uh, white professionals who are young? Uh, those ones who have gone overseas, both black and white, mm. they come back inevitably, uh, uh, inevitably as investors who gain new experience, gain new technology, and come back, and we must find ways in which we can help them to thrive. Absolutely. Well, Doc, you've been very generous with your time. Um, I think we'll definitely have to have you before the book comes out as well, um, To especially in that time of the election, really think through what's happening, the formation of the government. So I'm hoping you'll be around at that time. And then... Uh, when the book comes out, let's have a, a really in-depth conversation about that as well. Um, but just to to thank you so much for sharing your insights, your time. Um, congrats on all the things that you're doing. I know in the comments to our video, many people were just inspired by hearing your voice and hearing you at more length than sometimes the five, ten minutes they see you on uh, mainstream TV channels. So keep doing what you're doing. And thank you so much for joining us again on SMWX. We really appreciated this interview. Thank you for creating the platform. I'm a brother. I, 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 I hope that uh, it becomes bigger than what Oscar, or, 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 or what's her name again? Uh, why, why is he, oh, why is it, for, why am I forgetting <laughs> it now? Uh, Oprah. Oh my, wow. <laughs> that would be ideal. Yeah, um, let it, yeah. Let, let it yeah. go. No, Thank no. you. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you. We appreciate you for watching. Like, share, subscribe. Let's take this channel to 100,000 subscribers. Show your love for Dr. Mdimka down in the comments. Follow him on all social media platforms. And stay tuned to SMWX. Aye, aye.